the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony. Uh, It pains me to say this. It really, really pains me to say this. But joining me today, and and Her Majesty is at home, uh, and I'm sure she has, you know, the whole royal court out right now uh, taking good care of her. Joining me today is my good friend, my good pal, my CPA too as well, <laughs> Alicia Benford. Hey, Alicia, what's going on? I'm at work today. You you at work? You don't go to work. You're not. Yes, at work. I do. You, you chilling? Come on. We know. No, you. I wish I was. Whatever. So, what's going <laughs> on, Your Majesty? How are you doing, Alicia? I am doing well. I'm doing well, surviving another tax season that did not end April 15th. So, uh-huh. but other than that, I'm doing good. So, so what, what's going to happen with all this? I mean, when you're thinking about, you know, the extensions and uh, what, did they extend it out to July 15th? Is that what it was for businesses? And um, They did. The, the IRS extended the deadline, and so the state of Illinois also extended the deadline. However, some states did not. Yeah. So, but how many people, I mean, when you normally, what you do have, you, do you still have a lot more people to deal with? Yes. I actually have clients who disappeared for a couple of years, but came back because they want their stimulus check. So now Uh-oh. they're filing for two and three years. At once, so you know, just real quick, an, mm-hmm. real quick, talk, let's talk about that CARES Act. What, okay. so you know, you have so many people that are, that are concerned about if they're going to have to pay this back. What's what's yeah. what's the what's the real what's the down low of all of this when it comes to the CARES Act and the taxpayer? Okay, eight hundred and eighty pages of the CARES Act. However, from what I can read, it does not appear that people will have to pay those funds back. Uh-huh. And as long as they have already filed their twenty eighteen tax return, they are already in line to receive a stimulus check. Oh, okay. And 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 they're also saying that if you didn't file taxes, there's a way to also go about um, getting a stimulus check too, correct? There is. You can go to irs.gov and click on the link that says coronavirus relief and then hit non-filer and enter in your information and you'll receive a payment. Oh, wow. So you ready for today's show? I am ready for today's show. Um, you know, we, we got my friends, the Edgar County Watchdogs coming on. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you know, you since you've taken over the ownership of 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 um, you know them only being your friends. You know, you know. Yeah, we'll clarify that with Kurt this afternoon. <laughs> well, let's do it. <laughs> um, but but I'm really excited about um, Attorney Cannon Lambert that's going to come on. Uh, as you know, I, I sent you over a breaking news story about forty um, percent of 
the coronavirus patients in Illinois have come from um, nursing homes. So we're gonna I bring saw some, that. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, in that timely, I mean, I guess you got, I guess you got a little foresight. You, 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 uh, you get this thing a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Remember, I pushed for Canon uh, earlier this week when I learned about an executive order that I was not aware of. Correct. That's true. So. Yep. And I, and it worked out. <laughs> I'm really excited about bringing him on to actually go into in depth talk about um, that executive order. Plus, you know what we um, talked about um, that NBC Five um, breaking news story about. Forty percent of the coronavirus patients are from nursing homes. Yeah, um, we're also going to have Josh Ellis on the show today. He's going to talk about the experience, what what it was like yesterday. Down, he was down at the um, Chicago Reopen Illinois. Uh, he's from American Revolution 2.0. He's going to give us the real breakdown. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff on face social media, Facebook. You see all these um, all these great patriots out. You see these people with all these great signs, Reopen Illinois. And then you see people finding maybe three, four photos of something. As you know, you're always going to have those idiots in the crowd. Yes. You know, and so and so they found these four photos, right? And now the whole open, reopen Illinois, the whole reopen America is about these people who with these racist messages, you know, mm-hmm. that I know the people who organize it would, would immediately say, we denounced that stupidity and that foolishness. That wasn't our goal. That wasn't our target. That's not what we were there for, right? That is absolutely correct. But that is unfortunately what sells in the media at times. And so that's what they paid attention to. Not the overarching message. Exactly. So, as I said, we're going to have um, the Edgar County Watchdogs um, back on the show. Because um, I also want to talk about the uh, experience with that court case down in Clay County. Because the Edgar County Watchdogs were actually there. Um, so, you know, they're going to give us their take and there's a couple other things, um, fresh off the presses. Did you, I, did you read that article I sent you about the, uh, Illinois Supreme Court health emergency case law of the land from the County Watchdogs? I did. Yes. Yep. That's going to be a, um, uh, I think a, uh, nail in the coffin about this whole, um, what rights, what, what powers you have. I think, um, I think that there was already some cases that, that pretty much, um, cemented, what a, what a governor can do, even in the time of a pandemic, even in the time of a crisis. So I can't wait to talk to them about that. What are your thoughts? I agree. And I think, you know, if you look back at some of John and Kirk's articles back in March, right before the executive order was issued and even after it was issued, they had already predicted that there would be some issues just in regards to due process and, and kind of trampling over our rights and civil liberties. And it has kind of come to a head now because you see that um, the attorney, the, the judge in Clay County has already kind of agreed and issued that temporary order. And I believe that you will see other people follow suit. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And then we're going to have the linchpin, the guy who started this, this, this you know, who put all, a lot of this in motion. Uh, State Representative Darren Bailey comes back to join us. To talk about the lawsuit, there's been some changes with the lawsuit that uh, he's going to come on and talk to us about. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. I hope you, if you are at a computer and listening to this on the Facebook live stream, please go like Black and White Radio, um, share this page, uh, comment all 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 um, segment long. We got we got two hours of I believe great radio with Her Majesty Miss Alicia Benford, right? We do, we do. We're going to learn all about the Bill of Rights again. Oh, oh, oh! And you would think we would have learned learned those lessons when we were back in in, in grade school, but uh, unfortunately, well, so many people don't really understand or know their rights, right? You know. I know, like that uh, governor in New Jersey. 
You know, you mean this governor? You made that decision, and as I noted before, 15 congregants at a synagogue in New Jersey were arrested and charged for being in a synagogue together. Now, the Bill of Rights, as you well know, protects Americans' right and shrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit and to congregate together to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? How do you have the power yeah, to we do were, that? That's above my pay grade, Tucker. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. <laughs> he wasn't thinking that's that's above his pay grade, even though he he's the governor, right? Yeah, and that is his pay grade. He took an oath and he swore to uphold the Constitution, which is the Bill of Rights. So that's his job. I mean, one would think you would know that. And you know what? See, guys, listen up. We were supposed to talk about something totally different uh, to start off the show. <laughs> Because, because Alicia, I, I really think um, what's been you know hiding under this this whole coronavirus things is what's happening in D.C. What's happening with um, General um, Flynn? What's happening with um, what's his name? The um, the investigator Durham. Um, I think I think I think we're gonna we're getting ready to see some things that's gonna that's gonna be released that's going to shake D.C. and the whole of America. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I agree. I can relate to um, what has happened with uh, Mr. Flynn. And why is that? As far, huh? Well, you know, back in the day, um, I actually witnessed uh, the FBI, in my opinion, uh, and in my professional judgment, pretty much try to set up a state, a sitting state uh, official in the efforts of going after a party leader. That's what I assume happened. Yeah. And after... Three years of an investigation, three years of tax dollars wasted. Um, they dropped almost. They dropped almost all of the charges because wow. really they didn't have anything to start with. So. Wow, I, I I really think, and it's it's so unfortunate. And I wish I could have been put, played the clip. Maybe maybe when I come back, I'll just play a little bit about when we come back from break. Uh, just a little bit about what um, Kelly McEnany, 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 whatever her name is. She's the new um, press secretary for the White House. Maybe we'll play yeah. a little what she had to say about um, um, General Flynn because, you know, as a former law enforcement officer, I couldn't imagine going to, to someone and trying to set them up in a lot. No. You know? No. You, you, there's a way to do interrogation where you can, you, where people, you can catch them up, but, but to, to actually go and put it in paper, put it in writing that we, <laughs> we want to go set this guy up because we hate the orange man, because the orange man bad, because we want to make sure he gets taken out and he cannot uh, win in 2016. But I'm thankful to God that the orange man won. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen up, guys. Go and share the page. Uh, Like the page, share the page. Comment on the page. Uh, We're we're, we're monitoring the comments. Um, You're listening to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alicia Benford joins me at home. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony. Joining me at her home is the Queen, Her Majesty, Alicia Benford. Alicia, 
What's going on? Hey, John. How are you this afternoon? Beautiful day. It really is. 70-something degrees, and it's so yeah. many, so many people were out as I was driving into the studio. <laughs> Uh-oh. They're, they're going to get in trouble. Uh, but, uh, Alicia, <laughs> before we go to your guy, Cannon Lambert, um, I want to take a call. Um, Judy from Manuka. Judy. Hey, what's going on? This is my Miss Judy. Hi, Alicia. How are you? How you doing, Miss Judy? Hey, Judy Woo-Woo. Good. Um, I had a couple of concerns that I am really surprised that nobody else has been bringing up. You've got the statistics about 40% um, of the elderly that are in nursing homes that are coming down with the COVID. What is being done about building up their immune systems? Uh What is being done about realizing that vitamin C, zinc, a lot of things that they do have studies on, they could be building up their immune system so they're not as susceptible to these viruses. They can be outside in the sun. Vitamin D, today is a gorgeous yeah. day. Vitamin well, D is Well, Miss Judy, I, 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 don't, I, I think when you look at a lot of the stuff that's come out of um, these, from a lot of these different scientists, um, they, they're, they're looking more at um, what pharmaceutical or what, uh, <laughs> what uh, vac- vaccine they can uh, pump up in somebody right now. And, right, uh, because that's where the money is. It's funny you say that because I was going to have um, Dr. David Kobaba um, from HealthQuest Radio on this week. Uh, and, and, and he and I, we're actually going to tackle something uh, along that line in probably two to three weeks from now. So please um, thank you so much for, for listening in. Continue to listen in and um, listen in to that show in about two to three weeks. All right. Thanks so much for calling, Miss Judy. Sounds good. Thanks, Jen. All right. Bye, Alicia. Bye-bye. Bye, Miss Judy. So, Alicia... I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead and do this. Why don't you go ahead and introduce your friend, your attorney friend, uh, Cannon Lambert. Go ahead. Yes, and I'll make my introduction brief because he has some really good information to cover for us. But Cannon Lambert, I met him back in 2000. Um, he actually helped me when the hospital let my grandmother fall off of bed and break her neck. Uh, that's how I came to know Cannon. Cannon is a... Um, is a very staunch fighter for our rights, and what he is going to talk to us about today is the executive order pertaining to nursing homes and how and healthcare facilities and how that is hurting um, the safety of some of the residents there, or possibly not, you know, also impacting their safety and well-being. So at this time, I bring you Mr. Cannon Lambert. Hi, hi, how's everybody doing? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate. I'm it. doing well. Good, good, good. Yeah, and I, I, I think that the uh, the issue that you raise is one that's a significant one. I, I, I know a lot of people have had loved ones that are in nursing homes and don't know exactly what the circumstances surrounding what um, what they're able to do where they uh, where their loved ones end up contracting the virus and end up uh, unfortunately dying. And um, there was a recent uh, situation that I was talking to you, Alicia, about where I got a phone call uh, requesting information about that. And that's how, how we, we got to where we are now. Um, the, the governor of Illinois on the 1st of April uh, issued an executive order, executive or COVID executive order number 17, wherein it says that any healthcare provider uh, it shall be immune from any civil liability claims for injury or death that result from uh, the uh, care uh, for uh, any individual that's at a facility where the facility is serving, um, you know, the, the, the state 
uh, in trying to address COVID issues. So what that's effectively done is put people in a position where, and you understand it, right? You know that there exactly. are healthcare providers that are trying to do everything they possibly can to try and address this. This is something that's, uh, you know, that's it's when they, they call it novel for a reason. Um, but, um, you know, the cross-section of what this has done is, is it makes it so that where you've got um, situations where negligence exists, clearly uh, people are not able to bring action because of it. Uh, the, the executive order does say that if the action, if the conduct is grossly negligent or if it's willful in nature and willful uh, misconduct, then uh, action can be brought. But that standard is an extraordinarily high one. You in bringing a, a case where you're talking about willful misconduct, right. you're talking about a situation where it's virtually intentional. Right. Uh, hey, in hey, hey attorney, attorney um, Lambert, um, when, when I was in the General Assembly, I worked tirelessly alongside Pat Comstack. She's the, uh, who's the executive director of the Healthcare Council of Illinois. They have like 300-some nursing homes. And one, that was like one of the real near and dear things to me to make sure that they were taken care of. And I know that they did an exceptional job when it came to health, to, to the um, nursing homes. But, I mean, when you think about how we knew who was the most vulnerable population, what, what are your thoughts about why um, no one actually started to really pay attention to the nursing homes and, and go do a lot more testing? Start there because we know that they're the, the population that's most vulnerable. I mean, was there, did somebody drop the ball here? So I I think what happened is we got caught flat-footed on a whole different, um, on a bunch of different levels. Um, And I I think that people were well-intentioned, but at the same time, when you're talking about nursing homes, you're talking about vulnerable communities and vulnerable individuals, like you just mentioned. You've got people who have a series of comorbidities, which then makes it so that they're more apt to find themselves in a more vulnerable state if they're hit with these sorts of things. So when we talk about testing, you would say to yourself, yeah, this is a place where we should see testing. But I think if you listen to a lot of what's been said, there's been issues with testing. Now we're starting to catch up in that regard to some degree, but I think we're still way behind where we need to be in terms of testing. And so if you can't test, you don't know where the virus is. If you don't know where the virus is, it's difficult for you to deal with. And in addition to that, there's not really any sort of cure. So even if I know where the virus is, there's nothing I can do other than hope that the patient is able to, uh, you know, to make her or his way through the, the virus without, you know, and, and then support, right? There's, there's some support that you can offer, but ultimately um, folks are really left to them, their own devices. And, Cannon, I have a question for you. One of the things that you touched on is, you know, being able to, for an individual, being able to take action. Um, dealing with personal injuries, as you do, how do you, what, what do you see that being the long-term effect of individuals now not being able to do anything if they do suspect that their loved one has been neglected in a nursing home and possibly are now just being covered under the COVID-19 executive order, but they actually have been abused in some way? It's going to be uh, a real challenge for people to bring action pursuant to this order. There's no question about it. I've, I've spoken to some colleagues who do uh, medical malpractice work and that sort of thing, and they're they're of the mind that it's going to be very difficult to even accept cases, period, even where there's clear indication of the fact that there's, um, you know, gross negligence existent, because we all, I think, have a natural tendency to appreciate uh, what healthcare providers are doing for yes. us. We know how hard that job yes. is. We know that, that that it's a tax 
same thing. And then the overlay of this situation makes it even worse. So it's hard for us as people, I think, to identify, the, or at least to, to conjure the idea that they're going to do something intentionally to hurt you. We don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't. Right. I think most of us don't believe that. But at the same time, there's no question that people can fall short of meeting uh, certain guidelines. That's human nature. But in this situation, I think it makes it much, much more difficult hey. for people to be able to successfully bring an action. Attorney Lambert, so, so what, what if somebody is in that predicament where they, they, they suspect something? I mean, where can they go? Is, what, what, is, are there any resources, any websites that they can check out? So I don't know. I, you know, I, I think the traditional way that people address that is that they do count, they count, contact counsel. And, and then what happens is that people look at a situation and lawyers will look at a situation, try and assess it and then make a decision about whether or not there's a cause of action that can be pursued. Yeah. Uh, the, the thrust of this uh, executive order, though, makes it very difficult to be successful in that objective, especially at this time. I, pro- I mean, I'm sure. And, and I and I definitely understand because, I mean, everything is moving. Everything's fluid. Everything is just happening all at once. So um, do you yeah, have a, I, do, I do you have a website? I do. I do. It's get the canon uh, dot com. Yeah. OK. Facebook. Uh, Facebook is Canon Lambert. You got 30 seconds. You were going to say something? No, I was just going to say, you know, I got a phone call just yesterday about a situation where a woman who had, uh, her mom was at the hospital and was taken, uh, taken by ambulance back to her house because they, uh, they needed to discharge her, but she had COVID uh, uh, signature. Uh, and, and then ultimately, uh, they said that she didn't think that she had, they weren't going to test her, though, yeah. because they didn't have the ability to test her. Bring her back home, then she ends up um, passing out and dying. So, wow. you know, it's a, and, and, and she ended up having COVID. Wow. So, Attorney wow. Cannon Lambert, thanks so much for joining us on Black and White. Please continue to, to uh, listen to the show, share it with amongst your friends. Uh, that was some good information. 44% of all deaths tied to nursing homes in Illinois. You listen to yeah, no problem. You listen in the black I and right. You listen in the black and right on AM five sixty answer. We'll be right back. We now return to black and right on AM five sixty. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I am live in studio. Go to the Black and Right Radio Facebook page. Give this page a like. Share the video. Share this live video right now. I'm joined by my good friend, uh, Her Majesty Alicia Benford. She's sitting at home. I'm looking at her right now. She's sitting at home. She's taking a twist out of her hair. (laughs) You know what? Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting you all on blast. <laughs> that is why me. you and I don't get along. And I'm okay with that. You're, you're such a bum. You're a bum, you know. <laughs> Who cares? You know, whatever. But, uh, Alicia, did, were, were you paying attention to what was going on yesterday down in Springfield and, and uh, the city of Chicago? Yes. Did you see the people that were out there, um, as some people have called, they've called them selfish, reckless, uh, idiots, stupid, COVID-idiots, COVID-idiots, I think that's the name I saw from somebody, COVID-idiots. Um, one of those per- people that was out, well, that were out there was a, a guy who, you know, who just had enough, who had enough of government intervention, who had enough of, of go- unwarranted government intervention. And he got tired and he started a group called American Revolution 2.0. He was here last week, to, um, two weeks ago, maybe last week, I don't recall. It, it, it all, it's just all coming all at once now, you know, so many shows. 
Um, Josh Ellis from American Revolution 2.0. Welcome back to Black and Right. Oh, he's not here. Okay. All right, Josh, call. Give us a call. <laughs> but, but anyway, but did you see, did you notice um, just just the stupidity of, of you, we were just talking in the break, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, would everybody keep, continue to use all this racist stuff that they're going to bas- basically turn off, turn off a lot of people and, and, the, and the term racist and racism is going to lose a lot of its power because everything is racist today. Everything. But, but everything is not racist. Just because you don't agree with something or what somebody says doesn't automatically make it racist. Yeah. There are people that make racist comments. Obviously, I agree. clearly, we're not living in a bubble. And we know that that happens. But everything is not racist just because you don't agree with somebody's stance. I agree. And, Alicia, and, and on that point, welcome to the show, Josh Ellis. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. How's it going? <laughs> you forgot, didn't you? Tell the truth. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> I was calling in while you were calling me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, 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 Josh, what, 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 what was that? What was it like in Chicago? What was going on yesterday? Um, because I mean, we had some have said it was only a couple of hundred people. How many people were there? And why was that march yesterday so, in, or that protest so important to any and everybody that's listening to this show? Well, first off, the couple hundred thing. Like, I mean, if you consider a thousand on foot, a couple hundred. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, we, we had a we had about a thousand people on foot, and I mean, it was hard to tell vehicle wise uh, how many there were, but th- there was at least five hundred vehicles. They ended up having to shut down the route that people were going because there were so many cars, and it was backed up for just blocks and blocks, uh, closing down traffic or closing down you know people who needed to get through uh, and bus routes. So you know they they closed off one of the streets to to make it a little more organized so people had to drive further. Uh, but there was at least 500 cars, if not a thousand that were coming through there, just blasting their horns and everything. It was, it was, the energy was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I lost my voice a little bit. If you can hear, I sound a little different this morning. <laughs> yeah, you do. And, 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 and it didn't help that you didn't go to sleep at three o'clock and went back, back up at six o'clock <laughs> and then to travel to downtown Chicago. I mean, that, that didn't help. Right. <laughs> No, no, that that it was the second night where I only got three hours of sleep too. Oh gosh! Hey, Josh, this is Alicia Benford. I'm helping Anthony here today on the show, and oh, one God. of the points that John brought up was that you know the media seemed to only want to cover you know uh, signs posted by maybe one or two individuals. Can you just give us some idea of the overall atmosphere there yesterday and? basically the whole purpose of the march so that it doesn't deflect from the one or two in the crowd that really clearly wasn't trying to be a part of the solution. Well, yeah, and, and that's a great, great point. So the, the march was about patriotism. It was about America. It was about the Constitution. And I get there was slavery when the Constitution was written and how people try to twist that into anybody who believes in the Constitution is racist. The problem is that the Constitution doesn't mention racism. It, it doesn't, well, I mean, I think there's like one little thing in there, but it, all of the writers were not pro-slavery. It doesn't advocate for slavery, and it was the document used to end slavery. We were one of the first countries to actually end slavery in the world. Like, not, not I mean, like, it was everywhere at the same time. So that document is what ended slavery, which is a horrible time period. Yeah. Um, 
and it never should have been. And, and that was really the vibe down there is it was a unification. We were getting people from every which walk of life coming together as a people. We had Democrats down there. Uh, we had Democratic speakers, like yeah. uh, I saw that political figures. I saw the guy. Yeah, they were hey, down there. Hey, hey, Josh, I'm, I'm, hold that thought for the after the break. But yeah. I saw that a okay. guy who ran for Senate who of the Democrat Party was one of the first people that spoke, and I thought his speech was just like, "Wait, is is he a Democrat or is he what? Who is this guy?" You know. Um, but hold the line. We're going to come back with Josh Ellis from American Revolution 2.0. Um, hey, listen, you're listening into Black and Right on AM560, The Answer, where, you know, we're not always PC here. So we'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Come on, let this go drop. This is hey, 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 welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I love that song. That's one of the reasons why I picked this song uh, to be a lead-in. I, I had to have it. Uh, welcome back to Black and Right, guys. Um, joining us today is uh, Her Majesty Alicia Benford. Uh, we, before we went to break, we were talking to Josh Ellis from American Revolution 2.0. Alicia, go ahead. Yes, the statement that I wanted to make is, you know, one of the things I love about living in America is our right to free speech. And even though we may not agree with everything that people gather and protest about, if they are doing it peacefully, they have a right to protest. Whether you agree with it or not, they have a right to protest. And, 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 and Alicia, and, and here, here's the kicker, too. Even in the midst of, 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 of what's happening today, the Constitution doesn't stop being the Constitution, even, even in the midst of this. We still have to hold our elected officials responsible. And that's what these protests are about. The, we, we are at, what, what they're asking is a question to these leaders. Do you have the power to do what you're doing? If not, let's figure this out. Let's work together. Americans will rise to the occasion. We always do. We always do. Am I right, Josh? What are your thoughts? Absolutely. That's, and first to address uh, Alicia's point, so free speech in Chicago was great. Like, we talked to the police down there. They were super supportive. One guy I asked, uh, what do you think of this? He said, I love it. it. This is great. This is what America is about. And that was one of the police down there. They actually tackled some anti-protester because he was being wow. a jerk and handcuffed him and drug him off. Uh, so, you know, free speech for everybody, even the guys who differ in opinion. But that's Chicago. We also had protests throughout the U.S. Yeah. And New Jersey police shut it down. They had 50, 40 to 50 patrol cars out there. Wow. Disallowing people to express their free speech. And then Sacramento, the same thing. They, they actually got violent with the crowd there and instigated some violence back uh, because of their, their pushing on people who are just trying to peacefully protest. Wow. Well, Josh, you do know that the New Jersey governor said that the Bill of Rights, <laughs> knowing the Bill of Rights is above his pay grade, so I'm not surprised if they were arresting people that were peacefully demonstrating because he's not aware that the Bill of Rights is a part of his job. So there it is. I'm just saying. I'm not surprised. <laughs> hey, I, I know, and, and I, that's, what, that's what blows my mind, is you're going to take an oath of office that says you're going to uphold the Constitution, but you don't know what it says? Well, a lot of them don't. 
That's just, and that, and no. that, therein lies our problem. Hey, Josh, but hey, thanks so much for joining us. I'm definitely going to have you on again because I'm sure I want to, the next time I have you on, I want to have you on and we talk about what are the next steps? What do we do next? Now that we've we processed it, we revolted, what's next? What's the concrete steps that we're going to do or take to um, after the, the revolt, after the protest, after the, 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 the First Amendment um, assembly, you know? Well, real quick, if you don't mind, we're already planning the next thing for specific to these tyrannical one governors uh, that are taking steps too far uh, on Memorial Day. So, you know, details will come. Go to AmericanRevolution2.org and check it out. We will be updating things for that. All right. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right, Josh. Thank Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. Hey, Hey, Alicia. So now, you know, that was just Chicago. So now we have Steve from Peoria who said he was at the um, uh, Springfield rally. Steve from oh. Peoria, what's going on? Thanks so much for calling. No, I'm very good. So how did you? Sure, go? good, good. Um, as as usual, the mainstream they decided to just report there was a few hundred people there, but I, I'm going to have to make a, a, a definite guess, uh, including cars and everything between 1,500 plus. I would I would agree. And, with that. Yeah, and and I, I want to interject a little bit here about the Bill of Rights. Go ahead. The Bill of Rights is not for the government. The Bill of Rights is a reminder to the people that those rights can never be touched by government. Amen. Those are what the Bill of Rights are, were, were created for. You and, hit it right and, on the head. More, the more we listen to these, the, the government to tell us that we got permission or we're essential or whatever, we're going to go right back to the Rosa Park days. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And we're not going to go back there. We fought that battle. Yes. That battle was decided. And as the declaration says, all men are created equal. And by George, government's not, not going to separate us again. There you go. Thanks so much for calling, Steve. Continue to listen to you the show. Up. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. He, Thank you. He, he brought up a good point because the, the first thing I thought about is when they started opening up, allowing some businesses to be open. My dog groomer is open. I was able to take my dog to get groomed yesterday, but I can't go and get a haircut. You know, so who determine what, what makes a dog being groomed essential? Yeah, who's determining what's, you know what? Right, and who's determining that? Alicia, I said, I've been saying this since it started. Everything's essential. I'm a, what, who, I mean, who doesn't believe that their work is essential? You know why mm-hmm. it's essential? Because it, because they have to feed their kids. You know why it's essential? Because they have to go and take care. Some of them are taking care of their grandmothers and and, gra- and grandfathers, and that's why it's essential. Don't get you don't get to dictate what's essential and what's non-essential. This is America. You let, make, you let me make that decision. I'm considered an essential service, but I chose to close my office down for health reasons. You know because I you know I have a pre-existing condition, and I know if I come into contact with someone, it could be you know serious for me. But I was able to make that decision on my own, you know. So that I I'm Ooh. just still trying to understand the dynamics, and I think we should be able to ask questions yes. without it being considered reckless, combative. Correct. Yes. And you know what? Alicia? Like your dancing is reckless. So Pete, <laughs> can you please you come back with classical music? Settle down. Settle down. Head, Settle down. Head, your dancing is reckless. Whatever. <laughs> you, you guys, it's it, it's worse in public when we when we're together. Uh, hey, Jim from South Elgin, I see you on the line. Hold the line. When we come back from the break, I'll take you. You listen in to Black and White on AM five sixty. The answer. Keep it locked. Classical music, Pete. Please. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. 
It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Alicia, be quiet because it's not classical music. I'm your host, John Anthony. Yeah, but you look like a Cubs bobblehead, so I'm going to you right there. Oh, whatever, Alicia. Alicia. See, this is why she's the, your highness, Pete. This is why she's your highness. Uh, we had, we had um, uh, what's his name, Jim from South Elgin, but he's, he, he left us. He didn't want to talk to you. It's what he told me, Alicia. Leave <laughs> uh, it on me. But let, you know what? Let's take Tom from Highland. He says, Bill of Rights is first 10 amendments, not entire Constitution. And I think we know that. Go ahead, Tom. Welcome to Black and Right. Yes. I, one of the things I remember is when I was in eighth grade, which was 41 years ago, 1979, Uh-oh. I was taught that the, the Bill of Rights is the first 10 amendments of the United States Constitution. Back then, we had 26 amendments. We have 27 now. Yeah. But the Bill of Rights is specifically the first 10. That's right. Yes, right. yes, we know that. Yep. That's 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 enshrined, Alicia. Right, us, but there's politicians that, that don't know that. Oh, I know this. Right. That, and that's the whole discussion today is that elected officials don't understand the Bill of Rights, and that's the first thing you do when you take office. You put your hand on the Bible, and you swear to uphold the Constitution. How can you uphold something if you don't know what you're upholding? There it is. Tom, thanks so much for calling us. Please continue to listen to the show. Yeah, sure. Did you see one of the comments, John? Somebody said, hey, Alicia, here you go, a song for government. And they put the OJ's backstabbers. Oh, oh, oh. they trying to <laughs> cause trouble. So, you know what, hey, hey, Alicia, let's do this. Let's do this. For the remainder, uh, we have uh, two minutes. Let's take calls. Uh, we got a call from Mike. He said he was at the, uh, I guess this is the Pennsylvania rally. He said 10-year-olds with signs saying freedom is essential. Mike from Pennsylvania, welcome to Black and Right. Hi. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Yeah, How are you? I- Good. I was at the Harrisburg rally for um, American Revolution 2.0. Uh-huh. That's what I wanted to. I wanted to point out that you know I've seen ten-year-old kids, you know, with signs saying "freedom is essential." That's where we should be at. Yeah. You know, not this job, that job. Our freedom is that it is so very essential that we were there. That's what caused us all to be there. How was the environment and, there? How, how well, other than the kids being there? I mean, was, oh, it, was it an open, free environment? Very much so. Very much so. We had we had all walks of life there, different groups there. It was a low turnout here in Harrisburg, but you know, still, our presence was known. We were there, and you know, there was media there taking coverage, and we we actually. We actually interviewed a couple of uh, media to try to find out how they wanted to twist the story. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> which they will it, always do. We kept it straight, you know. Yeah. We kept it straight. We were there for a point. We yeah. were there. But, I mean, I really, I, I took, I, I asked, you know, the parents' permission and I took pictures and it really hit home when you could wow. see a 10 year old make a sign yeah. and sit up in front of the Capitol and say, no new norm on one side, wow. and freedom, freedom is essential. There it is. Mike from Pennsylvania, thanks so much for calling Black and White. Please continue to listen to the show. I think the best thing we can do for our children is teach them how to fight for their rights within the confines of the law. I agree. And that's exactly what we do when we peacefully protest. Yes. So, Corey from Gramsville, New York, you got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, how are you guys doing? Um... I was at the Albany protest, took a lot of live videos. Um, 
given the circumstances with the weather we had in Albany, we had a pretty decent turnout. In fact, uh, all of our noise-making actually made its way into uh, Governor Cuomo's uh, press briefing, <laughs> and it seemed as if he was getting a little annoyed at us. But um, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what Josh has in store for us and what our next move is because this is something that really needs to be rectified. There you go. Thanks so much for calling. Corey from Gramsville, New York. Alicia, we've had New York, Pennsylvania, uh, Indiana, they're all calling in. They're all listening. They're hey. all calling in because I'm here today. Well, oh, God, your majesty. You're listening to Black and Right on AM 560 with the host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alongside me today, well, I shouldn't say alongside me. She's at home, chilling, continuing to take out her twist, is the queen herself, Miss Alicia Benford. (laughs) You know, you have one more time to tell everybody what I'm doing today. I'm at work. I told you that earlier. I'm taking a break to co-host this show with you. Do you want me to turn the computer around? (laughs) (laughs) I'll turn the computer around if you want me to, and I'll show the whole world that you're not working. Really? Is that where we're going with this? Hey, this is payback. This is payback from, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the the many months of just beating me down. Oh, wait, and the the non-factor thing, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The fact that you're a non-factor, we're, we're going to confirm that in a minute. Whatever. So, wait, b- okay. b- b- before we go to Edgar County Watchdogs, um, Tiffany from Yorkville says she was at the um, Springfield protest, and she took all four of her kids. Tiffany from Yorkville, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Oh, we're hanging in there, doing the best we can right now, considering, you know, everything going on. So how was it? How was the experience with Yorkville? Um, were your kids, are your kids, do you have any kids that's old enough to understand what was going on as well? Um, my kids are 10, 7, 6, and almost 2. So a couple of them, they kind of understood. Yeah. Um, you know, like my oldest, he's just, you know, I've been teaching him a lot more about rights. And, you know, he, he's starting to get things. And we were at the Capitol building, you know, we explained everything that was, you know, what happens there and why we're doing what we're doing. And, you know, for them, it, they made their own signs. I let them, you know, make up their own things they wanted to put on there. You know, this is all about freedom. My husband, he's a disabled veteran. Yeah. So he fought for the country. Amen. And, you, you know, service. it's like, thank you. I'll let him know. Um, but, you know, it's just, this is important for our kids. They are our future. And if we don't teach them, how are they going to know? You know, I'm not saying that the schools are bad, but I don't know what they're teaching in the schools these days. You know, we learned about the Holocaust when I was in school. And it's like they say history repeats itself. So if, if, if parents, if we're not teaching our kids the right thing to do and how to, you know, conserve this freedom, then they're just going to give it up easily because that's what they're being told to do so it was great the energy there the people everybody was just friendly everybody was smiling everybody was happy and that's what america's supposed to be about not just fighting yeah. you know like I'm on facebook you know i'm put i'm not wearing a mask i i choose not to do that that is my right right i'm not afraid 
you know, and I have people calling me all sorts of names. And it's like, really is, you know, the whole point is just to come together. This is about freedom. This is about, I don't care who you are. I'm going to stand up for your rights, whether we agree politically or not, you know, and a lot of people forget that, you know, it's like, it's just really sad to see the way that people are just so easy to give up their, their rights. Just, and, you know, within a weekend, everything was taken from us. And, and it's Tiffany, pretty scary. Tiffany, you are speaking for America right now because this That's is what, funny. this is what I believe a majority of Americans are feeling they're going through uh, with all this stuff that's happening. But Hey, Tiffany, go to black and right Facebook page, like the page. I want to help set up your 10 year old son. I believe, I think that's old enough to go down to Springfield and become a page. I'm going to reach out to some friends of mine and let them get an experience of, of what it's like to be a page in Springfield. At least you got anything for Tiffany. I was just going to say, Tiffany brought up a good point. Tiffany said that she's choosing not to wear a mask. That's her right. I choose to wear a mask. That's my right. Whether I choose to do it or not, it should be my decision. It's my right. There you go. And nobody should be, nobody should browbeat her if she chooses not to wear a mask. That's her decision. Right. Tiffany, thanks so much for calling Black and Right. Uh, Please continue to listen. We will. Thanks so much. It was nice talking to you guys. You as well. Take care. All right. Go ahead, Alicia. You can introduce them. Whatever. Oh, well, thank you. Um, Joining us now is Kurt Allen from the Edgar County Watchdogs. John and I have uh, been having a battle this morning as to who the watchdogs are more partial to, me or to John. I had to finally convince John that he's a non-factor when it comes to being a watchdog because I've already deputized myself, and I talk to John and Kurt probably on a daily basis. So, Kurt, would you agree that John is a non-factor? Is he there? The watchdog group. <laughs> what would you say, Kurt? <laughs> Kurt, we didn't I hear you. We Did are you an, agree? Huh? We are an equal opportunity watchdog group, and I think you're both great upcoming puppies in the world of watchdogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, John has to do some work to prove himself right now. All he's doing right now is... Looking for fire hydrants. Whatever, whatever. So, 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 Kirk, Kirk, I, whatever. Don't listen to her. Kirk, I, I wanted to have you back on because I mean, you guys have really been ahead of the curve. I, I and, you know, and and I, I wish we had a media that was doing the job that you guys are doing when it comes to asking the tough, the hard questions, and and, and giving us the people something that we can say, hey, uh, elected official. Uh, are you stepping over? Are you over overreaching? Uh, because what I'm reading here says that you may not have the power to do that. But before we get there, I, can, can you please, you, you know, you heard a lot from um, the Governor Prisker. He talked about um, um, uh, there was some laughter that went on in the courthouse. You guys were there. You guys were there at the Darren Bailey um, court case in Clay County. What actually happened during that episode? Well, there was a comment that the judge made uh, that pretty much everybody in the courtroom agreed with. Um, I don't have his exact quote right here in front of, in front of me, but basically the courtroom chuckled. And uh, after that, deeper into the, the uh, bantering back and forth with the lawyers, the attorney made an emphasis that he had heard the chuckle and that this wasn't funny. And, uh, you know, we agree it's not funny as as far as the COVID-19 goes and the illness and the deaths, you know, nobody was even implying it was, but the judge quickly reminded him what the governor had said when someone dared to ask, 
hey, governor, what about southern Illinois opening up where we're not having the problems you do up north? And the governor laughed about it, and the judge put that point on the record. And I mean, it was priceless. Wow. That and, and, and because you, you because the way it came out was like people were just out there laughing about COVID nineteen, and and was it a laughter or a snicker? That's it's, it's two different things. If somebody huh, okay, because because of what that person would might have been saying. Because I know I've been in places where I've laughed. I mean, I, there was a snicker, not a laugh. Like, huh, all right, whatever. It was it more like along those lines. Well, when the, the people in the courtroom weren't laughing about COVID-19, they were laughing about some of the draconian rules. And I think the laughter came when the judge basically wanted the governor's attorney to explain how him sitting on a particular lake in Clay County was protecting him. Right. Um, I think we all can agree that uh, it's not. You know, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to sit on the lake. And that's what the people were laughing about. And the governor, governor's attorney basically used that as a, a moment to try to imply people were laughing and, hey, this isn't funny. Well, those people weren't laughing about the virus. They were laughing about the draconian rules and the fact that even the judge recognizes how crazy some of these rules are. Yeah, but that's not what a lot of people were putting out on social media. So, 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 Kirk, OK, we, we, we got we got we got about another 10, 11 minutes, but two minutes left in this set, this segment. Uh, what do you want to do? The one that's hot off the press today, or the Bond County notice of due process? Which which one you want to hit first? <laughs> you you take your pick. Whatever, All right, let's, whatever you want. Man. Let's let's save the let's save the Illinois Supreme Court one for the next segment. Let's let's tackle the the, the notice of due process rights being invoked against Governor Pritzker's non-essential business and stay-at-home orders. What you you guys sent that article? I believe it was yesterday. What is that? What is what does that mean? What does that mean to the average uh, business owner or somebody that's a small business? Well, as we've pointed out in our March 15th article, which is really ironic that we're this far into it and it's finally being exercised, there's been no notice given to people that closed their doors. They did it voluntarily. And the law specifically spells out that notice is required. Uh, the health department is, is given that power. And what we see now is people have actually read the statutes. The lawyers are starting to really grasp the magnitude of the overreach and now they're letting the health departments know, hey, you know, in this example, one of the uh, the health fitness centers said, hey, we are healthy, we're not sick, and we plan on opening our doors, and you, the health department, are going to have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that we are a risk to the public safety. They have to get a court order to close those people's doors. And, and, and provide compensation, right? And provide compensation, With right? Well, I, I think the compensation side of it's going to come with other lawsuits, with tort lawsuits, when they close people down without the proper due process. But I think that would be a, a great discussion to have with a, a tort lawyer, you know, on the magnitude of the overreach that's gone on here. Because without proper notice, you know, hey, were you ever given notice? Did, did you receive something from anybody? Or no. did you just hear about everything, all the orders on the news? It was all on the news. And, and well, that's not what the law says is supposed to happen. That's it. Hey, hey, Kirk Allen, from you're listening right now to Kirk Allen. He's one of the Edgar County Watchdogs founding members. I mean, this the Edgar County Watchdogs, if you haven't, if you don't know who they are, go to their Facebook page, look them up. These guys are, are legit. And I know Alicia's biting at the bit because she wants to get in there and, and, and get questions. I, she just gave me that eye roll. So uh, coming back from the break, um, Alicia, you'll take it away. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back.
And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right, not Black and White. Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony. <laughs> Got my girl, the queen, Alicia Benford, joining me at her house. Alicia, welcome to Black and Right. Turn your radio or whatever that is down. Oh, that, sorry about that. What's going on? Um, I'm busy watching you dance off beat. I wasn't dancing. I was just moving side to side. I wasn't dancing. Is but that I, what you were doing? But, I but, thought you, okay. But guess what? I'm a what? factor. I'm a factor. Okay. I'm not and a non-factor. That was being politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, so before the break, we were talking with Kirk Allen from the Edgar County Watchdogs. Uh, Alicia, you said you had something you wanted to say to him? Yeah, I just wanted to point out a couple things, Kurt, as, you, as we start this segment. One, clearly we all know the serious nature of COVID-19. I think I, I haven't found anybody that hasn't been impacted. I've had family members test positive. We all know people have died from it. You know, so it's not, it's not the, the disease that we are actually talking about today. We're not talking about Democrats or Republicans. We're talking about the law. And one of the things when I know the governor first uh, was asked about this lawsuit, he said that it was irresponsible, that the state rep was being reckless. And what he said, and I wrote it down specifically, he said people laughed when the order was entered, which is totally different from what you just said as to when the laughter occurred and what surrounded it. So we're all obviously emotional about what's going on, but we need you to help us understand this law and what needs to be done to make sure that our rights are not trampled on. Well, in regards to the laughter and, and when the TRO was granted, there wasn't laughter in the courtroom at that time. There was, there was emotional, um, I don't, I'm not even sure of a good word for it, but it was excitement that the rule of law was upheld. And on the laughter side of this, what's really ironic, the way he attacked Representative Bailey for exercising his constitutional rights, in the brief, the governor's lawyer said, if you issue this TRO, millions could die. And there was some chuckling that took place when that statement was made, because we know that statement was false. Correct. But that's in the governor's brief. But put this into perspective. If Bailey's actions are so terrible, and if his order was granted, millions are going to die, how does not the same analogy apply to his wife that did basically ignore the order and went and did her thing? We're not supposed to bring family into politics. Uh-oh. Um, that she's was the first his lady response. of the state. I, she's the first I'm lady explaining. of the state, and we have an obligation to address when our political figures and their significant others violate the rules that they're trying to invoke on us. Nobody brought kids not, into this matter. Now, you know what? The, the, you know, I'm honestly, not disagreeing with you. Right, honestly, it's not do as I say, do as I do. Correct. And, and, I, and I, I think, I think that, that should have been addressed because, because you're trying to, and I, I get what the governor is saying because I'm, I'm, I'm of that belief 1,000% that you don't bring uh, a non-politician into the argument or into the fray. But if you're enforcing rules and regulations on us, you may want to make sure that your, 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 everything with it, at, at your house is tidy and, and none of that could come back to bite you. 
I think I think it was a I think it was I think it was a, a mistake. And call it what it is, it's a mistake. As my pastor would right. say, and sweep around your own front door. So you got to make sure you are taking care of the law in your own home if you're going to try to enforce it on everybody else. Correct. So, so yeah, and that, and I, I think that was a when you compare what granting that TRO did, you know, basically freed Representative Bailey. Well, right. his wife is free, so is his wife's freedom going to cause millions of people to die? Like they tried to argue with, you know, Representative Bailey. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But Kurt, let's let's talk more. Let's talk about the article that you guys hit today. The Illinois Supreme Court has deemed the health emergency case law the of the land, the case law of the land. So delve more into that 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 um, that um, report that you guys came out with today. What does it mean? Why is it important? Well, and people. Um, People v. Robertson, it was a Supreme Court case from 1922 that dealt with the typhoid fever, and they even referenced the Spanish flu in that case law, and I I would urge everybody to read that case. That was one of the cases that was included in the legal briefs for uh, Representative Bailey's hearing. And basically, it outlines where the authority lies in these types of emergencies. They make specific points that the health department and, you know, those agencies have that authority, and it's not to be in the hands of one person. Heck, they even pointed out that even if the person was an expert in the health field, it shouldn't be in the hands of one person. And nowhere in our Illinois Emergency Management Act did they have the power to overtake what powers were legislatively given to the health department. And, in fact, our own state has acknowledged the health department is the enforcement arm of the orders, and it lays out what they're required to do. Unfortunately, our health departments have failed across the state because they've not given notice to virtually anybody. Right. And now that the articles hit, we are seeing places getting noticed that wow. weren't noticed before. Wow. So finally, you know, maybe they're getting educated on what they're supposed to be doing, but our tax dollars are paying these people. And if we can read the statute and figure out what the process is, how come they're not doing it? And, and, and Kirk, there's two things that I want to really, really, really hit. We have four minutes left. Uh, part of the Supreme Court decision said the health authorities cannot interfere with the liberties of a citizen until the emergency actually exists. That's one. And it also went on. And I love how you guys laid it out. You laid it out so succinctly. Uh, It says, while many will try to claim the emergency exists because we don't, we do not know who may be infectious. The courts and our laws have already addressed that point as well. A person cannot be quarantined upon mere suspicion that they may have a contagious and infectious disease. But the health authorities must have reliable information on which they have reasonable ground to believe that the public health by permitting the person to be at large. Please delve more into that for us. Well, the bottom line is they have to have evidence that you are sick. You've been in contact with someone that was sick. Or, or, you know, something along the lines to support that, hey, you are a risk. It's part of our due process. It's kind of like the police can't pull you over just because they want to pull you over. No. They have to have a reason. That's right. And that's what the Supreme Court said. And then our legislature very clearly outlined the due process where they have to provide by clear and convincing yeah. evidence. They have to prove that you're a public health risk before they can just close your doors. And they can't prove that. And we wrote about that on March 15th on the whole due process elements of this. And once we got our hands on key documents, those very three key documents we exposed a few days ago 
are now going to be part of an amended complaint in both cases against the governor because nobody had those documents until Representative Brad, uh, Brad Hallbrook was able to obtain them. Yeah. Oh, Brad, is, so he's a bulldog, there's a, there's too. There's a lot of wheels. A lot of wheels turning here. Yeah, Representative um, Halbrook, he he is one bulldog. Once he, once he gets wind of something, he he will not relent until he sees finality in it. Uh, so so I'm yep. I'm having um, Representative Bailey is coming up next right after you. Uh, anything you want me to to relate to him? Any questions that you may want us to 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 to, to, to ask him? No, I'm, I'm sure he's got a good handle on the message he wants to deliver. Um, I'm confident that what's going on with his case right now, they're going to be filing an amended complaint, I believe, first of the week, and they're going to be adding some substantial more evidence into the docket, and uh, there's some reasons legally why to do it the way they're doing it, and I think they've got a good handle on things. Oh, that's amazing. So um, where can people find you, the uh, website, uh, Facebook page? Our website is edgarcountywatchdogs.com, edgarcountywatchdogs.com or illinoisleaks.com. And our Facebook page is Edgar County Watchdogs. So you can reach us at either place. Our website has literally dozens of articles that we've written on this from the very first executive order to as early as today. Yeah, you guys have been great on it, too. I, I got to say that. Alicia, we got uh, 45 seconds. You got something to say to them? They have been all over it. Yes, I just want to say if nobody's read the Emergency Management Act, it clearly states upon such pro- proclamation, the governor shall and may exercise his power for a period not more than 30 days. There it is. It, 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 I'm reading it. It's in black not, and white. What's, what do you mean not more than 30 days? I, I, I it mean, says I can't. for a period not to exceed 30 days, right. the following emergency powers. So he can't just yeah, that, continue... That to, to keep this stay-at-home order going indefinitely. Well, sure he can. The governor's lawyer said he could down there in the courtroom. <laughs> okay, well, I said he can't. All right. <laughs> Kirk Allen. Thank you, Kirk. Kirk, thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, it's always, Thank you, you, you so much. Appreciate you, it. You know you got an open door here because you guys get it right, and I really appreciate uh, our budding friendship. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. All right, guys. Hey. Representative Darren Bailey is coming up. Listen up. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Get Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me today at her home, chilling, chillaxing, is the Her Majesty... Queen Alicia Benford. Alicia, are you there? No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm at work. I'm not at home. I keep telling you that. I'm working today. I'm taking a break to talk to you. Okay, so you're almost done. And to watch you dance off beat. I wasn't dancing. Whatever. Hey, before we go to before we go to State Representative um, Darren Bailey, I want to take Jim yeah. from South Elgin. Jim, South Elgin, what's going on, bud? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. You said Dems are elected, I'll let them eat cake type of people? Please. Well, okay, what, what you're seeing is the Marie Antoinette in the, de- the Dem- uh, Democratic Party. For example, we had that video of, uh, of uh, Nancy Pelosi in front of her nice freezer eating, you know, uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah. Then there was a, a, a photograph recently by Politico where Barack Obama's playing golf in Virginia. Yeah. Down by the river, but nobody else can play golf. No, Barack can. No. And then later on, you know, here's uh, Muchel making a PSA, telling people to stay at home. 
And then, of course, we have our favorite governor, Jelly Belly, that sent his family to Florida. It is $12 million oh, mansion. But we have to sit here and, and, and obey and be compliant. There it is. And this awful mayor or governor of, uh, of Maine, Michigan, all these people are all Democrats, and they're all trying to rule the people, and we got to stand up and say, uh-uh. Well, there it is. Thanks so much for calling, Jim, from South Elgin. Thank you. All right. So, so Alicia, I mean, I'm going to tell, I'm going to He'll never say this. This guy, I know he's. I know he'll never say this because he's such a humble guy, and that's why when you see, you hear a lot of the the, the, the stuff that has been said about him. If you know him, you know he's he. None of this means this out his adulation, all this praise means absolutely nothing to him. If you know him, you would know this. Um, State Representative Darren Bailey, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, it's an absolute honor to be here on a beautiful day today. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what, man? Um, let me tell you something. You have you have you have been the spark plug that I believe Illinois has been looking for for such a long time that you've jump started a lot of what's going on here in the state. But you know, let's talk about the court case. Um, there's been some changes, right? Some you got some. I heard you I heard you on a video yesterday. Is there some changes to what's going on with the lawsuit? Yes. It's I'm not an attorney, and it's kind of complicated. <laughs> and I had my attorney uh, explain it, and it got yeah. more complicated. <laughs> as, as, that's normally, go, so that's all right. That's what attorneys do; they complicate, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, this guy—he's a man. This guy's awesome. He's this guy's a patriot. But anyway, he's it's just it's 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 complicated. Yeah. But essentially, essentially, they uh, you know this uh, not the case, but the TRO. You know, this is governor is is a so ate up and infatuated by the fact that one person out there is not under his control and his, his executive orders, which I want to keep reminding people are unconstitutional and hold absolutely no weight, period. We just, unfortunately, we got to prove that. So, uh, but essentially, the Attorney General's office chose to challenge the TRO. And, um, and, and in fact, you know, that's, uh, that, that, that the fact that the circuit judge uh, you know, uh, ruled in favor of that and, yeah. and denied the stay. Uh, that that says everything we need to know. However, uh, let's just get back to the case, yeah. and we'll just. I just agreed to pull the TRO. I'll waive it, and and tomorrow I will officially be uh, back under house arrest. But uh, <laughs> uh, we 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 are uh, we're going we're going to take another avenue even to challenge that. Yeah. Uh, that, that which every citizen can do. So that'll that'll we'll highlight that next week when that process begins. Uh, but uh, but anyway, just so we don't delay uh, the freedoms and the rights of uh, of every, every Illinoisan out there, uh, we'll 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 set this aside. Which which and we'll because uh, there's many there's many issues they could challenge. They could challenge uh, technical filing issues that don't have anything to do with constitutional rights. So we're just going to throw that out the door because we've got more than what we need to prove that this governor uh, is indeed the constitution un- un- acting illegally and unconstitutionally, and we're going to move forward with that. Amen. Alicia? Hey, hi, Representative Bailey. It's Alicia Benford here. Um, Kurt gave us a, a, a good understanding of what actually happened in court that day. Now, I listened to the governor's briefing that day when he was asked about your lawsuit. He called you irresponsible and reckless, and the people laughed when the order was entered. But the part that Kurt didn't have an opportunity to touch on and, and correct for us is... What was their response to your lawsuit that was filed? What, what's their position right now? Um, I, I get that they're trying to throw other things out on the technicality, but what's their response to you saying that they're violating our constitutional rights? 
the uh, the attorney general's office? Yes. Oh well, they act. I mean, they believe the governor. Oh, I mean, actually, if you listen to uh, on Friday to the governor's response, he actually believes I dismissed the whole entire case. That that uh, that was the he said he's he's glad that I heard that as well. Day, you know, yeah, yeah. So uh, that certainly did not happen. I mean, their response is they believe um, uh, that uh, he has the authority to continue to act in this manner with these uh, continued thirty days executive orders wow. just piling on top of each other. And, and that, Rep- that is their belief, Representative. We're gonna. We, I, I want to. I have a question about that too. When we come back from the break, hey, if you're just joining us, we're talking to State Representative Darren Bailey, who I believe. Uh, God has placed in such a for such a time as this, and I really, really, really appreciate his leadership and what's going on with um, fighting for our rights. You're listening to Black and Right on the M560 Answer. We'll be right back with more. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Well, it appears to me to be some partisan endeavor, um, and at a moment when, frankly, political parties shouldn't matter at all. Um, we should be focused on simply doing what's best for our people, keeping them safe and healthy. Um, but I, I don't know. Certainly people have the ability. Anybody has the ability to go to court. Um, but I know that uh, we have uh, we have appealed this uh, ruling uh, in Clay County, in the local court circuit court in Clay County. It's been appealed. Um, and our hope is that the, and it's, you know, the Supreme Court's been asked to take up the matter. And so, you know, my hope is that we can move swiftly just to move this out of the way, because we have so much to do. We have so much to do to keep people safe and wasting our time and effort on these ridiculous lawsuits is something that I think is just it's 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 something that we shouldn't have to do. And, and shameful acts on the parts of these uh, partisan actors. All right. I heard that clip, and I'm going to point, hone in on one comment, safe and healthy. He, that's, what, that's what he's saying the goal is. I agree. We should be keeping making sure people are safe and healthy. We have six counties in Illinois that have no known cases of COVID-19. The highest number of cases, 44%, is in the nursing home. Another high number is in the African-American community. So, But the focus is now on throwing out this lawsuit instead of, where the highest number of cases are. I think the focus should be keeping those people safe and healthy. Um, and the law is bipartisan. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. It's the law. And I, I applaud Representative Bailey for challenging the law and saying this is the law and we need to comply with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love you. Just, just uh, imagine, a, you know, sometimes we see on TV sports channels with people skiing a snow-covered mountain. And then all of a sudden, you just see a little bit of snow move, and the next thing you know, you see the whole mountain, you know, an avalanche give way. That's what's happening. There are so many fronts that this governor is acting illegally and unconstitutionally. Uh, You're going to see a rash of lawsuits in the coming days. There's already been a few. There's more coming because uh, we've been uh, taking a hard look at the documents that the governor has sent out to health departments. And, I mean, this it is totalitarianism 101 wow. of what this guy is doing. So you're, that's gonna, you're gonna see a lot of this begin to play out next week. And uh, like I said, everything's in place. The county health departments have the opportunity to, uh, to rule and, and, and make guidelines. And you know, that, that's, that's, that's how this republic's set up. The, the county health department is governed by a health board. The health board is set in place by a county board. 
So uh, the governor has is single-handedly uh, trying to trying to wipe away, uh, you know, a, a democratic form of government. Yeah. Hey, Representative Bailey, I I, I also noticed that within the the the, the, um, the declarations or the orders that he came he came he came out with an, a declaration or an order that gave himself the power. <laughs> to, 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 to create more or extend his time anytime he wanted. Isn't that a legislative act? And, and how does a governor give himself Absolutely. powers? Shame on the Democrat Party that set and allowed this to happen. Shame on Mike Madigan. Shame on Republican leaders for yeah. not standing up and speaking out before this. Uh, you know, two weeks before I filed a lawsuit, I was challenging uh, people in my own party that we need to do this as a group because what, what, is the America, what does the people of Illinois need? They need hope. And in order to have hope, you got to have a message. In order oh. to have a message, you got to have leaders. And we don't we don't have it in Illinois. Wow! Just think about a sports team. What happens when a sports team has a losing season? The, the, the Illinois GOP has has lost now for forty years. Where things have got in the way that they are because of of a bad team and bad leaders. You know, you fire the coach, you get new leaders, you you, you move the team members around. And I'm going to contest very seriously in the days ahead that that's exactly what needs to happen in Illinois. Whoa, there you have it. Well, State representative. I will, I will admit, I've been watching as many of the press <laughs> briefings and comments as I can. And until your lawsuit was filed and you received that TRO, I did not see a lot of people speaking out in support of it. Now, now people are speaking out. But it takes one. It usually it, takes one person to be brave enough to stand up and but, do but that. But Alicia, Alicia, I, 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 I got. I mean, this this caucus that's down there with Darren Bailey, they were all on board from day one. John Cabello from Rock from the Rockford area, Machesley yes. Park area. They, so yep. they uh, and and but like I said, that's why I said he was the spark plug. That's that. that I mean, yes. he, he was the linchpin that started this whole process. And uh, yep. I'm just I'm just proud to say that I can call you friend, brother. And um, <laughs> well, thank you. And you're right. They were full on board. And I want to make sure I've been I've been trying to do damage control with them because some of their constituents are upset because they weren't on. They were if you if you look at the second page, I think maybe I explained this before, but it has my name from Coles County. I'm actually from Clay. Uh, you know, Chris <laughs> Miller's from Coles County. I had all of them on there. But the lawyer said, listen, this has got to move fast and efficient. And it can only do that with one person on there. And so representative, that's, that's representative, that did you hear? You know, I mean, we, we, we got we got. 40 seconds. Did you hear the, the, the small county, the, you know, so we can get get this over with? Dude, we're talking about our rights. We're talking about things yes. that government didn't give us. We were born with these rights. Right. This is the Amen. fight. This That's is right. the struggle. That's right. Yeah, right. to say to get All the your, lawsuit uh, yeah, out of the way. You. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What is, okay, you got 30 seconds. What, what do people need to do? What's next? What's the next steps for we the people? I was uh, in Springfield yesterday at the rally, and everyone that I met, I asked their name, I asked where they were from, and I asked who their representatives were. Uh, I'm going to say uh, only about 20% knew. Get wow. involved in government. Learn who your representatives are, local representatives, your center. Contact them. Tell them how you feel. Demand accountability and uh, and hold them accountability and hold them accountable. Man. Boy, you will look good in, the, in, in over there on uh, the governor's mansion. Ah! <laughs> ah, Representative Bailey, thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm, thank you guys for what you're doing and getting this message out. We, we have to get it out to as many people as possible because the media is not going to give us the full uh, message raw. They're going to vet what, what, what the people should hear and what they shouldn't. But here on Black and Right, that's not that will not be so. Thanks so much for joining us, Representative. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. 
back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me is Her Majesty herself, Queen Alicia Benford. Queen? Where did the two hours go? Uh, it flew by. I told you we need three hours wow. here. I need three hours. We do. We can argue longer than that. Well, there's so much more. You, you, you look at the. We, we didn't cover everything that you and I wanted to talk about. But that's we didn't. that's how quickly it goes. But um, I want I want to take these last two callers because they've been holding on for quite some time. JB from okay. Lakeview, you have a treatment for COVID. Yes, and Alicia and John, it's a pleasure to be on your program, and you will be the first uh, program to announce this to the world. I think huh? there's a website. It was developed actually in the 1990s originally by my colleague, Kurt Ebert, who was a tenured professor at the University of Pennsylvania Medical School and also at the uh, Temple University Medical School in Philadelphia. Uh And my name is not even mentioned on on this website. This is what Kurt developed in the 90s. And believe it or not, all this knowledge came from God. Now, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, and maybe he's crazy. No, but neither I don't. Neither one of us Not are crazy. here. Not here. <laughs> well, that's good. I was hoping that would be your, your attitude. Anyway, uh, so this is a whole breakthrough, this whole system. We have 361 formulas that all work for all kinds of illnesses. And this particular formula for the uh, COVID-19 or the Chinese communist. Uh, hey, 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 JB, I, you got 40 seconds. I need you to get the uh, website okay. it, out and all that. It's the treeoflife.com. Uh, it's from Genesis, that you know, the tree of life. Except somebody else had that before, so for legal reasons, there has to be a dash between each word. Look at that website and look for the free COVID-19 formula. Read the whole... Read the whole website, and I'll talk to you next week if you want. Yeah, come on. I'll I'll have you back on next week. But please, everyone, don't wait. You will be protected from this illness. If you you download this, it won't cost you a penny. You download this play that's on your mp3 player on on your ipod on on any kind of any kind yeah. of a cell phone you can play it and and you could there's also a little emitter that will cost you All a right. little bit hey, of JB, money. we gotta go thanks so much for calling black and right appreciate it. call uh, back next okay. week JB. Uh, okay great all right tony from chicago is there a recall option to get lightfoot and pritzker out of office yes there is especially yeah. for the governor go ahead Okay, well, that's that's one one of my questions. Is that possible to get it done? And that, so I wanted to talk to the, the representative, see if he can get that started as well to get them out. Um, I don't know if, the, if it exists for the mayor, but another thing that they should do is something called the 1983 statute that I think was oh, mentioned on another show. I think it was Steve Court. Yeah, Nate, he sues these people personally. Yeah. And the third thing that needs to be done is the, the Republicans need to be unified on this one. You know, you know, they, they need to cut out this perfection standards garbage and they need to be unified, just like Democrats are unified, yeah. to fight this evil. I mean, they've been lying to us about, you know, the number of deaths and how they're lumping everything into yeah. this one thing. It's just pure evil. Yeah. We need to fight evil as it is. Stop being afraid to call it what it is. It's pure evil, period. Thank you, Thank you so much for calling Black and Right, Tony. Appreciate it. Alicia, we got 58 seconds left. 
My parting words is I know we had a long talk about the law today. I just want to make sure that, you know, everybody stays safe. We are praying for, you know, people that have lost loved ones to this uh, COVID-19. Do the right thing. Stay safe and know your rights. Be safe. Know your rights. Also know this, Alicia. We can disagree. It's okay. Yes. We can fight. You and I do all the time. It's okay. Yes, we do. You know, I, w- w- one of the one things that I, I want this show to represent is a, pl- a place where people who are not heard can be heard, where yes. ideas that are shut down can be brought forth. And I also want this place to be a place where if you are somebody that looks like me and you, I mean, especially me, the ish black, I want you to know that it's OK to be black and right. See you next week with Representative Vernon Jones. Ha ha.